0: Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina.
1: And I am Michael.
0: Hey, we're here, except James unfortunately isn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we had originally planned to all be together this week, and unfortunately our schedules once again did not work out. But you have both of us this time. You have... Both Christina and myself and I am feeling much better. So that's a plus. At least to me, that's a plus. And james will most likely be back and with us for next week.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been a while since he's been on the podcast, so I know he's itching he's itching to get back on.
1: Yeah, and we have a few little things because, like I said, we were going to all be on together. Um, So we have a little couple insights from James himself that we'll be able to include in this week's podcast. A couple games he's excited for and a few little tidbits here and there. So that'll be good. It's like he's here in spirit. He may not be here in voice, but he'll be here in spirit with us.
0: Well, let's just jump into the big news of the week. So starting off, people are not happy with Amazon. So during Black Friday, a lot of people were ordering uh, switches because there was a great sale. And instead of getting switches in the mail, they received a slew of other things, including a laptop fan cooler, AA batteries, a box of washing powder, (laughs) a ream of paper, microphone and tambourine, a shaver, and the list goes on. Uh, People were not happy about this at all. Some people returned it right away, but instead of getting... What they originally ordered they were sent something completely different again so one customer sent a, was sent a box of dog food and detergent returned it and then was sent a packet of air fresheners as a replacement <laughs> so they're just never gonna get a switch
1: yeah this is crazy
0: and it seemed which was even crazier to me is that it seems like the issue's been happening since before black friday which you think that amazon would want to figure out what's going on before something like black Friday happens because otherwise it's, the issue is just going to be escalated, right? So, Amazon issued a statement. They said, "We're really sorry about that and are investigating exactly what's happened. We're reaching out to every customer who's had a problem and made us aware so we can put it right. Anyone who has had an issue with any order can contact our customer service team for help." Unfortunately, <laughs> because the return process takes a little bit of time and the deals have already passed, people who I had to like return the item or the switch. They, can, they can't they can repurchase it at the deal price. They have to basically repurchase at full price, which completely sucks. Like I feel so bad that that has to happen. Like I feel like well, that, Amazon should still give it to them for the sale price.
1: That seems crazy to me. I mean, yeah. Amazon should absolutely be honoring that sale price. I don't care what sort of deals they need to make. You sent me the wrong thing. I have a receipt for ordering something that's not what I got there. There's no way they cannot honor um, that sale price. They absolutely have to. That's ridiculous. I, I would assume, you know, I know that th- people are saying that it's not happening, but it's got, I, I don't, I, I cannot imagine ordering something, having the wrong thing sent and not getting the thing I asked for. And I guess I'm also kind of curious where, I mean, I, perhaps if you return it, They're saying, okay, well, the transaction is completed. You're returning this thing. So now you have to buy it again. I don't, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't even understand what's going on there. It's no, you sent me the wrong item. You should be sending me the right item.
0: Well, think about it this way. It's not an exchange. It's a refund. So they're not ever getting,
1: oh, okay. So that's how they're. that's what they're doing. They're saying, well, we exchange the price.
0: Yeah, and I think too a lot of the switches that went on sale were the old ones with the the older battery. So if they sold out of those, they can't really put one of the brand new switches up for sale. Like if they're out of the the older ones. Yeah, I guess if it was yeah. a special
1: Black Friday bundle, but yeah. either st- either way, I mean that that's their own doing. It yeah. seems pretty fishy to me that they wouldn't honor it because. It's almost kind of a scam where you had all these people buying totally. things, and then you find out, oh, we never actually had enough, so we just boxed up whatever we had laying around, and oops, sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm curious because I just ordered some things from Amazon yesterday, just grocery items, but still, I wonder what I'll get in the mail now.
1: <laughs> You'll probably get a Nintendo Switch.
0: <laughs> I hope so. That'll be great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's the trick. If you order a Switch, you get grocery items. If you order grocery items, you get a Nintendo Switch.
0: If I order a laundry detergent, I will get a Switch. So yeah. it's like reverse psychology. I get it now. I get it, at Amazon. Yeah.
1: Fingers <laughs> crossed. In some other big news, the Nintendo Switch is finally launching in China on December 10th. For anybody in the node, China's gaming is primarily PC and mobile games. And so a new console launching there is a very big deal. We we mentioned this, I think, a few months back. And if you remember, we said that it would be happening in partnership with Tencent. Um, and the new, I guess, bundle is going to be called the Tencent Nintendo Switch Official Mainland China Version. Um, and this will include a one-year warranty. So this is a, a huge, huge deal, Tencent and Nintendo Coming to China with a Nintendo Switch. The bundle is gonna go for 2099 Yuan?
0: I think it's Yuan.
1: Yuan's. Yeah. Okay, which is roughly the same price as what we pay here, 298. But you will be getting a copy of new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Super Mario Odyssey are also now available for pre order. On Twitter, Nico Partners analyst Daniel Ahmad wrote additional first party games are being prepared for the China market later as well. So this is huge. They're going to have a ton going on and the games are actually 299 yuan, which is roughly $42. So they're actually a you know pretty good price if you can get your yeah. hands on some of these. That's that's not bad at all. There's no word yet on whether or not the Switch Lite will be available in China, but I don't honestly even know if that matters because the fact that they're getting the Switch alone is so huge, huge. for Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Um 10 cent in this partnership and in addition to them just being available to bring it to China, they're also providing cloud services for the Switch Online in China and modify the eShop to work with its WeChat Pay system. WeChat is a mobile text and voice messaging communication service developed by Tencent in China and it first released in January of 2011. WeChat Pay is a payment feature integrated into the WeChat app. Users can complete payment quickly with smartphones. So it's similar Similar to like a Venmo or probably more like Facebook Pay or whatever it's called for that Facebook has. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? That's what it it's sounds like, idea. yeah. Now, with all of this being huge news, this is big. But last month, the Nintendo CEO, Shantaro Furukawa, said in regards to the potential China sales, quote, even if the launch does occur during the current fiscal year, which obviously it will be, we do not expect a significant impact on this year's business results. So I think... In his mind, yes, we're going to get in there. It's going to be before the end of the year, but we don't expect it to just fly off the shelves. It's going to take time to grow over time, and it just won't be an instant demand, which I don't know. I would imagine that this is kind of a big deal, but the culture there, perhaps the gaming culture, just this isn't what they're looking for. So it will take time to kind of, you know, Grow that fan base. So, who knows? I guess we'll find out and see. But I think, if nothing else, this is going to be big um, for next year for them.
0: Yeah. And I think, so, like you said in the beginning, China is primarily PC and mobile phone games. So, adding in another new console while it's huge, it's going to take people a little while to switch to something that's this different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's understandable that Nintendo's a little apprehensive about what's going to happen sure but and even it, still it, it's great that they're launching there
1: yeah and if they downplay it and it does even better then yeah you know the greater. stocks yeah. are going to look even better because they're going to say mm-hmm. well you know don't get too excited It it may not do well blah 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 but then it blows up and then you know now it looks fantastic
0: yeah so moving on, it looks like Switch Online is getting a bit of a game update for the SNES and SNES games. That's a little mm-hmm. hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> so these games are going to be available on the twelfth, and so for the SNES, they're getting Star Fox Two, Super Punch Out, Kirby Superstar, and Breath of Fire Two, and then in, SN- in, <laughs> in NES games, uh, they're getting Chris- Crystallis and Crystals. Journey. And then Journey to S- Silas Silius. Silius? Silius.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So those games. And I know James, um, James is really excited about Crystalis. He said that he played the Game Boy Color version. It was extremely good. So he's looking forward to this coming to Switch Online.
1: Yeah. But, you know. That was a Mott's exclusive right there. Yes. So coming to you Mots from Mott's himself. <laughs> Mott's recommendation.
0: Uh, are you excited for first uh, Star Fox 2?
1: No. I'm not excited no. for any of these. I don't, I don't ever play okay. any of these. I don't really ever care about any of these. I I know that they add some sort of extra value for some people um, in order to buy the Nintendo online service. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? It always sounds good, but I never, ever, ever play any of them. I have so many games backlogged that I want to be playing for like current games that I don't need to go back and play any of these old games. It just doesn't... It just doesn't really interest me that much.
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's for me. I don't know if it's something I should be interested in because I never played any of these really. (laughs) That's why I asked you because I just... I never played any of them really. I mean, so. a lot of
1: them I've already played, but I, I do yeah. think, you know, if there's an afternoon and you just, you need a break from whatever you're currently playing, throw on Super Punch Out, throw on a Zelda. Mm-hmm. Throw, like I like to jump in once in a while and just play them for, you know, 20 minutes and be like, okay, that was fun. I remember that game. That's cool. But mm-hmm. I don't, I, I honestly can't see myself sitting down and going through them all, even though I know some of them are just absolute classics. I just don't. I just have other stuff that I want to play through and going back and playing these just doesn't interest me.
0: To add on to that too, like for, for me, at least I understand that a lot of these games, like I have complete respect for them and I know people love them. They grew up with them. They have all this nostalgia towards them. That That's why I kind of struggle with them. It's just, I don't have that factor. I don't have that nostalgic element with them. So whenever I hear more games coming out of the SNES or NES, I'm like, cool. That's yeah, Good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. But that's pretty that, much it.
1: Yeah. That definitely makes a difference.
0: But I know, you know, James has played so many of these games, so he's always super fired up about um, more games coming to Switch Online. So Mm -hmm. happy for him. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, something that a lot of people are going to be excited about is the update coming to Super Mario Maker 2. Now, a lot of people were talking and they felt that this game had came out and there was a big push and everybody was excited. And then it kind of just got dropped. It, It didn't see a lot of the support from Nintendo that fans were... Uh, hoping for, essentially. Well, now they're just dumping all kinds of new content. With 2.0 update for the game, which comes out on Thursday, the update includes a bunch of cosmetic and ability upgrades. In the original Super Mario Maker, players could change their, uh, I guess, look right they had which were mm-hmm. mostly cosmetic if if a player grabbed a mystery mushroom they could change into some other appearance but their the the um their abilities were still very much the same no matter what well now with 2.0 we get to play as link and better yet we get a bunch of Link's actual abilities. So we have the Master Sword, so we can actually cut and slash at enemies, and we can do horizontal and um, downward dashes with it. We can also protect ourselves with a shield, we can throw bombs, and we can use the bow and arrow. Now, this is big, big difference. It's almost like a crazy, weird hack that's being introduced into Mario where all of a sudden mm-hmm. now you get to play as you know Link, which just seems so odd to me. It doesn't just randomly happen it's only during the super mario brothers courses and it's via a power-up so if you do play the super mario brother courses and you get this power-up now you become link and you get all of these abilities which i think is really really cool looks so strange when they were showing the screenshots of link in a mario game it just looks so odd but it's very similar you know with with the game you've been playing uh link's awakening there's that little bit of a dungeon builder and now this is kind of like the zelda dungeon builder that everybody wants because you actually get to play as link um but it's just in mario maker you know who knows this could be the closest we get to a legit nintendo i guess zelda maker game so hopefully this is a one step in that direction and we actually get zelda maker but uh this is could be a fun way of kind of building a weird link level. I think it would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition, we get new items. So we get a frozen coin, which you have to melt with fire elements like fireballs or the sun. You get to hit uh, the P switches and you'll find that they temporarily activate or deactivate P blocks as indestructible platforms or barriers. And you get in Super Mario 3D World stages, you... Um, may also start to see dash blocks, which provide a speed boost when you step on them. So now those with those simple things, and and you see this all the time with Minecraft, where a simple block element changes so much in the game that you don't even so think about. Much. Here yeah. they're adding you know three, four, five different elements that that can expand and change the game drastically uh in addition to those you're going to see new enemies so you're going to see spike the one that hurls the spike balls towards mario you're going to see pokey which is the cactus there's different attributes depending on the stage theme so you'll see snow levels and then spike will be throwing like chunks of snowballs instead which i think is pretty cool and then the th- the the new i guess game mode that's being introduced i personally feel is really interesting and this is timed speed runs essentially they're timed ninja speed runs, and they're challenges on Nintendo-created levels. And you get to face off against these ghost versions of other players who have played these stages. And you're kind of put up against players that do maybe they're on your same level roughly. And you're going to see their ghost doing the speed run, and you're trying to beat them. And then each challenge will be live for around a week. And if you're able to do the challenge, you get uh, little stamp rewards and those stamp rewards can be used to redeem for little costumes for your me and i thought that was really interesting that you know you have these nintendo levels and you get to sort of have this online competitive mode now where the speed runs and you get to see what other people are able to do if you are still playing those levels outside of the you know the weekly challenge you can still play the courses you can still try to beat the ghosts and you can still pick up some of those Those stamps, even after the event wraps up. So I think that's very cool. I think that's a very cool new mode that's coming into the game. Um, Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I think people will be very happy for this.
0: I'm I'm happy to see that more and more games are doing this sort of competition thing because it keeps people coming back and playing the games. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've talked about with Mario Mario Kart Tour, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But you know, they have these new competitions every you know, a week or a couple weeks, the competition uh, just ended for Pokemon Sword and Shield. So I, th- I think it's a really great way to get people coming back and playing games. And I bet you that Super Mario Maker 2, the reason they're doing that is because they saw people played it, you know, they were hyped about it, and then they were just kind of over it after playing it
1: for mm-hmm. a while.
0: So I'm just happy to see that. It's, it's a cool trend to see right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Like I said, moving on to Mario Kart Tour, uh, Apple released... Their full list highlighting the most downloaded free and paid apps or games of 2019. And in terms of free games for the iPhone, Mario Kart Tour came in at number one. So that's pretty exciting. Mm. And it's especially notable when you consider the fact that Mario Kart Tour was just released at the end of September. So it's been out for three months, if mm. if that. And it's at number one. Like, that's crazy. So I'm happy for Nintendo, at least.
1: It is crazy. I'll be interested to see... I mean, most downloaded doesn't always convert to money spent. And I'll be mm-hmm. interested to see how they're doing with money on this game. Because in all honesty, I've I've basically stopped playing it. I haven't really gone back to it in a while. Um, I don't even know if I feel a real need to play it anymore. I just don't... Like, it's the same thing sort of week after week. So yeah. I, I don't know. I might jump... We were supposed to get the multiplayer this month if we had the gold and that was kind of what I was waiting for i wanted to try multiplayer and see how that worked out it still hasn't happened we still haven't gotten it so i'm gonna give it a little bit more time but i don't if we don't have it by the the next time i have to re i guess pay for my um the the gold pass i don't think I'm gonna continue it I won't renew it Because I really was only holding on to it so I could try the multiplayer function and see if that's adding anything for the game and so I could report back on the podcast. But other than that, I haven't even played. I haven't been active in this current tour. And I just – I don't know. I just kind of had my fun with it and now I'm bored. It kind of seems to be the way with all mobile games.
0: Well, also too – Another game came out, which you were really into.
1: Yeah. And that has <laughs> taken most of my time. So. Yeah. And that has taken most of <laughs> yeah. my time. And speaking of that, we do have some more news. We have more stats on how well this game is doing. We now know that the two titles sold an estimated 1.3 million copies in their opening week, which is the fastest selling Switch game in Japan. So that's amazing. Uh, last week was lower, but 382,540 is still a high number and one which most of the games can't match their entire launch week. So I think that's a huge, huge thing. You know, Pokemon Sword and Shield is still crushing it, and uh, we're still getting great numbers from that. Now, in addition to that, we now have a new giant. Pokemon event currently happening for Pokemon Sword and Shield, and it's the Gigantamax Snorlax. This will appear in Pokemon Sword and Shield from December 4th until early January. Now, if you have been playing this, you know how the raids work. You run up to the raid, you get to see this Gigantamaxed um i guess it would be dynamaxed pokemon and then you battle it and you can catch it sometimes the pokemon are gigantamaxed which means not only are they larger than normal but they also appear differently and this snorlax is essentially laying on its back sleeping and it has Like a tree. It's almost like it's an island. It has a tree growing out of its belly and it's just kind of got like stuff on its belly, like it's its own little island. And it's really, really cool. I have I have seen it myself. I have not been able to catch it though, uh, unfortunately, because it's it's a very, very difficult to take down. It's insane. And
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, it is, it is insane. I don't know if you've battled this Snorlax yourself, the Gigantamax Snorlax but it's um, a lot of times what I was doing in raids, and maybe this is something that's changed because I've been able to get all of my badges, but I've noticed that the raids have gotten much more difficult. And I used to be able to just go in, play them on without inviting anybody and just be able to get the Pokemon. Now I get kicked out almost every time. I'm not able to take down the raid Pokemon and I'm not able to get, other people. I'll, I'll invite people and it just runs out of time. Nobody jumps into the raid with me possibly because of the, the issues we mentioned last week or the week before yeah. with the, um, the exploit that was happening with the raids. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I cannot find people to battle in the raids. So I can't get these Pokemon because I can't beat them. I can't, I'm not strong enough and I've got level 60 Pokemon. I cannot hit them hard enough to get them. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to get them. But if you're lucky enough to see the Gigantamax Snorlax and catch it, good for you, because I can't do it.
0: (laughs) Um, I think the concept behind the Gigantamax Snorlax is, so regular Snorlax has like seeds stuck in its fur. So when it's Gigantamaxed, the seeds also grow and it grows a huge tree on its belly.
1: Oh really? That's how that's yeah. how they Okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't Which I, I didn't know that's cool. what they were going for there. So yeah. what's the seeds is it because it's like always sleeping and just laying in the ground? It's got seeds just stuck in the. Just laying in the
0: in the forest on the ground, yeah. It gets That's you funny. know junk in its fur, yeah. Which I no, thought was kind of funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is pretty fun. I like that idea. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if anybody knows, Snorlax is a heavy hitter in the game anyway. So if you can get this Gigantamax Snorlax, I mean, it's going to be one of the strongest in the entire game, which I think is great. And I've seen it, and I want it. I just can't. I just can't knock it out. I I go in there with a level sixty Hitmonlee and. I just can't roundhouse them to victory. It just, it spits me out too quick. Well, I think what happens is I go in, like I said, I I can't invite people because nobody joins. So I go in with, you know, like AI and they go in there with the dumpiest Pokemon. So in one hit, he knocks three of them out and it's like, you only get four. So I don't get enough time to do the enough damage to get them.
0: Mm Hmm. And that that happened to me too. I noticed as soon as, and we'll talk more in depth when we get to our what you've been playing section, but it was the same thing as happening to me. I would just have to go ahead and move forward without inviting other players, just using the ones that the game gives me. And then I wouldn't be able to accomplish anything. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's a common problem, I think.
1: So now in exciting new accessory news, we're going to continue the Pokemon train and we're getting brand new sword and shield plushies. In addition to what we've already gotten with the starters, we're getting five new ones, Gossifleur, Eldegoss, Wulu, Corbonite, and Dreadnought. These will be at the local Pokemon Center in Japan. They will be coming out December 14th. And even though the prices aren't set in stone, we don't have hard details, it's believed that they're going to be somewhere between 1,815 to 2,200 yen, and that's roughly 17 to $20. They're also going to be available for pre-order on Amazon Japan, and they will ship internationally. So if it is something you really, really want, I mean, that Corvonite's pretty cool. If it is something you really, really want, then now you may be able to get it and have it shipped right to you. I don't know what the shipping would cost, but you're looking at roughly $17 to $20 for these new plushies. And I think that's not that's not terrible if you're a big fan. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that the $17 and $20, once they go up on Amazon, the price is definitely going to go up. I'm sure. But yeah, but because right now they haven't listed pricing details for that. But yeah, yeah. if you want to get it in Japan, though, that's how much it will roughly cost. <laughs> So moving on to the bestsellers of the week. First place, we have Pokemon Sword. Second place is not Pokemon Shield this week. It is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Third place is Unravel 2. Fourth is Pokemon Shield. Fifth is Cuphead. Sixth place, Quest for the Golden Duck. Seventh is Mana Sparks. Eighth, Super Mario Party. Ninth, Ori and the Blind Forest. And 10th place, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Hmm, okay. So a little bit of a mix-up this week.
1: Yeah, definitely. Some... some- Definitely some new games to the list that randomly popped up. Might have been sales or deals that were happening, but yeah, yeah, mixed it up a little bit. That's pretty cool. Now for new releases coming out this week, we have quite a few checked that we're excited for. I'm going to let you kick it off because we both checked the first one and I'll let you talk about it.
0: Sounds great. So the first game we're really excited about comes out December 9th. It's called Ashen. It's $40. Uh, Not sure if it's really fully a massive multiplayer online game. It's not quite that, but the way they describe the game makes it sound that way. It's just a passive co-op multiplayer. So as you're playing, you might encounter other people. But it's an open-world co-op action RPG about a wanderer in search of a place to call home. The game looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to look up an actual ad for it because apparently a trend in games this week was they didn't show any actual gameplay. They just have still images, which on the Switch, anybody making a game and putting it on the eShop, that's really important to show. Yeah. <laughs> so we had to hunt down a little bit of gameplay or a trailer for it. And it it was not disappointed. I really, really like how this game looks. I'm adding it to the wishlist. It looks gorgeous
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, yeah, and fun.
1: Yeah. And the way I look at it is, it's, I can't describe the art style. It's, it's very, very beautiful. The Just the very colorful. But I will say the gameplay when I was watching the video reminds me of an extremely beautifully done Skyrim. That's kind of what yeah. I was getting the vibe off of it. That's sort like of a more the gameplay, stylized version, much yeah. more stylized version of it. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. They do say, like you said, I don't think I would characterize it as a full on MMO. They're saying it's a passive co op RPG, so that there is going to be other people running around, but you kind of decide if you want to do things with them, which I think is mm-hmm. pretty interesting. There's a lot of various combat different elements different um you know dangerous encounters with uh, like different hostile enemies things like that that you're going to be coming across there's crafting involved there's just a nice story involved so it's not something that's just pretty it does does seem like there's a lot involved with this and i am for one very very excited to check this one out i i had heard the name and i think maybe we saw it on one of the nintendo directs or something like that but it kind of slipped my mind and then seeing it again i just instantly i was like oh yeah it's on the wish list for sure
0: Mm -hmm. and then next on december 10th i put a check next to a game called black sad under the skin now the best way i can describe this game is it's zootopia meets detective pikachu also meets where's roger rabbit (laughs) <laughs> so you play. Oh, and also meets L.A. Noir. <laughs> so you play sure. as this character that looks, I guess it's a cat. Um, it's, it's based in the 50s in New York City. And your Joe Dunn is found dead and you're a detective trying to figure out what happened. Um, it's based on a comic book, I believe, called Black Sad. Okay. So it's it's kind of, yeah, based around this whole like Noir sort of look and feel. It just looked really interesting. Uh, then, and this game also didn't have a video of any gameplay or anything, and the cinematic trailer of it looked really good. So, still not sure about the gameplay, not sure how that's going to work. But, nice, um, and it's, yeah, it comes out on the 10th. $50, $50 seems kind of high, but it looks like it's good quality. So, we'll have to see once it comes out, you know, reviews on it or anything like that. Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: Cool. Also on the 10th is Call of Juarez Gunslinger. This is a $20 game, which I think is probably priced pretty well, maybe $15, because this is, as many people know, a beloved game from 2013. So it's been around for quite a while. But Okay. it's now coming out on the switch and I will say based on the the trailer I, I think it holds up okay um it it doesn't look too too bad so I th- I think a lot of people will be very excited to play the this again on the switch on the go and have it just sort of in their hands quite a few of them Call of Juarez games they all had like Call of War Juarez gunslinger Call of Juarez uh cartel there's there's like quite a few some were good some not so much this one's very very loved it's essentially you play as this bounty hunter and you're trying to hunt the notorious outlaws of the day. So the Billy, the kid, the Pat Garrett, the Jesse James, and you're kind of going along and you're just trying to take them down. And those characters get fleshed out a little bit more because of you and the way you're interacting with them. So I think that's kind of interesting. And in this, you're going to get motion controls with the HD rumble of the Nintendo switch. So that could be kind of fun. Maybe you get some sort of gunslinger quick draw. I don't know mechanic built in I'm not really sure Mm -hmm. how they're going to do it but I think just the fact that for $20 you can get this game on the go I think people are going to be excited about that and it's definitely worth a check
0: especially with the Mandalorian being like hyped so much right now this Mm -hmm. is a really good because that's based on like essentially a Western so it's it's cool like seeing things kind of overlap in that way coming out at the same time sort of but
1: I mean that's that might Mm -hmm. be a bit of a leap but I could definitely see if you have an itch for a western of some kind. Um, this may be the one you want.
0: I actually, I don't know if you've seen the most recent episode, but it's very much so like a character with spurs on their boots shows oh, okay. up. Okay, nice. Oh yeah, you need to watch the, the most recent one. But the more episodes I see come out, the more I see affiliated or, or crossovers with old western movies. So mm-hmm. I'm just loving it. And I saw this, and it reminded me of that. Okay. <laughs> So next up is a game that we also both had checked again. It's called Riverbond. It's for $25, also coming out on December 10th. This game is extremely colorful. It looks like it's a lot of fun. It's a frantic couch co-op adventure game, one to four players. And there's these little tiny characters. They look like little tiny pixels, but the world is built out of small pixels, It's very cute. It's like an isometric point of view. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, you get to attack all these little things and they break into little tiny cubes and fly all over the place. Yeah, Um, you're
1: trying to save... You're basically a knight as imprisoned... The leaders of the world you live in, and you're basically trying mm-hmm. to save them. So you're going to go along either solo or with your four friends and kind of save the day. Now, in in my opinion, the perfect combination of this game to 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 explain what it looks like is a super colorful Minecraft meets Diablo. That's what this game is. Yes, without a doubt. I mean, it looks yep, wonderful. I see it. I think it would be a blast to play. And I and I honestly think twenty five dollars is is a decent price it's not it's not overly greedy um you know it's it's getting a check from me for sure and i think it would be something that would be a lot of fun to play so i, I want to keep an eye on this one without a doubt
0: yeah it'd be nice if they did online co-op it's a little bit of a bummer that it's only couch co-op yeah but hopefully since we kind of look close to each other we'll be able to test it out yeah uh, when the time comes but yes definitely keeping an eye on this game
1: Now, on the 12th, there's Cardpocalypse, which is a $25 game, but it's currently on sale for $20. And this one is exciting for me anyway. I don't love the art style of it. It's sort of this hand-drawn, animated, comic book-y looking art style, which I don't. I I don't know why, but it just doesn't really do it for me. But I do love deck builders, and that's what this is. And the story, the way they set it up is that on her first day to Dudsdale Elementary, 10-year-old Jess accidentally gets everybody's favorite collectible card game banned, forcing the kids to take their card battles underground. But (laughs) trouble arises And the mutants from the game invade the real world. And it's up to Jess and her friends to stop them, which I think is just ridiculous and wonderful. Um, Now, here's some of the stuff, the the way they explain the features of the game. And this is why I think it's very interesting. In this game, you obviously are building your decks around different champions. So if anybody's played, you know, uh, magic or anything like that, you'll get your um, your different, uh, what are they called? Um, planeswalkers. And you build mm-hmm. kind of build around those characters or you're building around specific cards that you have that you want to capitalize on that strength. Well, in this, you have rare champions that you'll collect. Each champion has its unique abilities and you're going to tailor your deck around that champion. Now, champion cards evolve into a mega form when they get about halfway through their life and then they can have uh, extra damage like extra attacks and they get new powers. So I think that's kind of cool. You're going to find your champion. You're going to build your deck around that.
0: You can like Dynamax your champion cards.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> now in the game, you're also going to have these mechanics that change the way it is. So if you if you imagine that this is an elementary school and you're playing with kids, the kids can change the house rules because now we're underground. We're playing this game you know, in the shadows. So mm-hmm. you're going to change the house rules of the game and the mutants that you're attacking are allowed to change the rules occasionally. So you don't know how those rules are gonna change. You have to be kind of on your toes for that. When the new rules change, the conditions will change and you can also rename your favorite cards giving them different upgrades and you get stickers that you collect throughout the game so you could sort of change the look of the card. And then by changing sort of the name and the look, you're essentially creating cards out of nothing. So you find a card, maybe it's like, I don't know, I I, I don't know a lot about the game, but let's say you find a card, it's got a dog on it. You add sticker, now the dog's got another head, you know, some like mutated head. Now you've got this two-headed dog that you've created and you call it Fluffy. I don't know. So maybe by doing those combinations of things, you get this new mutant mega card that you're able to use in your deck. And I think it's really fun because it ties in to the the, the imagination of the 10 year olds that are playing the game. Yeah. You are in the mind of a 10 year old. So if if you are playing and you all of a sudden draw another head on your card, now it's this new monster and you get to name it. And I just think that really plays well into this. And I think that's really interesting you also go through and you have to you have to remember that you're getting all of these new cards but when you create the new card that decision is permanent so you have to be careful when you make these changes you can't just change something and then fix it. Oh, no, my card is worthless now. I'm going to just change it back. The the change is permanent. You made that decision. You take Mm -hmm. on quests so you can earn more cards, more stickers, candy, all of this stuff that you're going to use to trade with your classmates and potentially keep building your deck stronger and stronger. But it says that you have to be careful because there's no backsies. So you make that trade. That trade is a permanent trade. You're not getting your card back if you make a mistake. That is the way it is. You have to stick with that so in the end you have to be very careful with how you're doing it it also says unlike pokemon you cannot collect them all because there's just too many um cards and you have limited like choices the stickers that you collect that are modifying the cards are rare, the different choices you make matter, things matter. So you have to really kind of be strategic and say, okay, here's the champion that I'm going to go with. I need to build this champion in this deck, the strongest I can. I can't collect everything and then forge it out of, you know, all of my options. I have to be like strategic when I'm building this and Mm -hmm. build it the right way. Now, what, one of the other things that made me excited about this or made me think about this was our friend Greg, his kid yep. and a bunch of his kids' friends <laughs> have a like essentially a card game that they've been creating from scratch where they all get together once a week. And they draw and they create rules and they make cards out of nothing. They've got this whole like library of thousand cards they've all created. And it made me think of that. It made me think of a digital version of these kids at school making cards and battling. And it made me think like, wow, this game could be really, really interesting. And that's why I had to give it a check. I just thought it sounded so unique and different and, you know, magic. And the other games that we play, a lot of those Mm -hmm. are this is your card. That's what you play as. Whereas this, it seems like there's a lot more, um, it's a little bit more fluid. You can do a little bit more with it.
0: I can't imagine the developers like figuring out all of the game mechanics or the, the balance in the game with all the customization you can do. But yeah, it, I was when I was reading through the list, I saw this and I knew immediately you were gonna put a check next to it because you love these deck builder games.
1: Yeah, and, and I and I most of them, you know, I get deck builder games and it's just like, okay, that that wasn't what I was hoping for. But this one seemed really interesting. I might give mm-hmm. it a shot. I wish the art style was a little bit different, but um, you know, it it'll definitely get a check. And and if I don't want to commit to the twenty dollars, at least it's there. And if it drops a little bit lower, then then I might pick this one up because I thought it looked really, really interesting at least the last one that i have checked is event horizon space defense this is a 7 dollar game but it's currently on sale for 350 and this is it's set in the in the event horizon universe so if anybody knows event horizon it was a movie that came out sci-fi movie about um a ship that kind of got taken over because it, it, the 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 event horizon was sort of a test ship I think it had a certain engine in it that created a a, a wormhole, basically, and it went in through this Mm -hmm. wormhole and kind of came back infected or had some sort of possession of it or something. And so all this stuff happens in that universe. Well, you're now playing this game in that same universe. It's Essentially, it's a never-ending battle, and it has you in control of a fleet of warships, and you're going up against 12 alien factions. So it's it, it never ends. The stronger you get, the stronger they get, and you just keep battling, battling, and battling. So essentially, there's a lot of playability, I guess, for $7. Um, but if you're like me and like something that kind of has an ending, this could be a problem because at some point, you're just going to put it down. You're just going to be like, all right, I'm yeah on but uh i do i am excited to try this i gave this a check and in fact i've actually downloaded it we do have a game code so i'm gonna play this and hopefully have a review up for us in the not too distant future um so i'm excited to try this out you also have a hundred unique spaceships you these are progressively unlocked so the more you play the more you get to unlock them i think that's nice. interesting. I'm excited to try that out. They're modular, so inside you get to change the layouts and kind of add weapons and change and add armor. There's exploration, which I'm always excited about. so you get to go and scavenge wreckages and see what's there and get blueprints and scraps and encounter giant space worms and stuff um and then you know i I like that kind of stuff, so I think it yeah. may scratch an itch that I have you know you and I were discussing. Um, No Man's Sky and how I've been wanting a game where it's about this space exploration and Mm -hmm. you get to kind of see what's out there and kind of visit different places and explore. And and this seems like it's sort of a budget version of that a little bit. I get to kind of, I like things that are um, like management type games, but also have that exploration aspect of them. And so I'm excited to kind of try this out and see, you know, how it plays along.
0: And then I think Mott's also marked off a couple of games that he was interested in. Uh, he mentioned a long time ago, he talked about Shovel Knight. He played, I think it's just like the main game. He really liked it. You're It's, it's like a platformer. You're a knight with a shovel. <laughs> yeah. uh, and on the 10th, there's two other games coming out of that same series. So Shovel Knight King of Cards is coming out. And then Shovel Knight Showdown is also coming out. And they're both for $10. So if that's something you're into and you want to keep playing more of Shovel Knight, there you go.
1: (laughs) They're $10 each, not both for $10. Yep, they're
0: each $10. Yep.
1: Gotcha. No, that's fantastic. So, I mean, considering the the amount of games that were coming out, which – we probably almost list off half of them. We were really pleasantly surprised with the amount of games coming out this week that we want to play. So it's pretty exciting. And with that though, it gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing?
0: So I think it goes without saying that we've both been playing Pokemon shield and Pokemon sword.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, basically. And so last week I wasn't on the show, but I was experiencing the same issues that you mentioned last week with the raids, where you try to get in and then you would kind of get kicked out or it would just you get an error. So I, I was struggling with that. And I found that. Well, let me let me back up a little bit. So I'm at the point in the story where I've beat all the gyms and I believe you're in the same spot. Yep. Okay. And like you said, the raids are getting much more difficult. So yes, I was running to the issue where I would join a raid and I would just jump ahead and not wait for people to join. And I would lose because the default people just completely suck. And so I would sit there and try to join these other raids. I would keep getting these error messages. And I was trying to just join a raid for an hour. And not only that, I didn't have any beams of light coming out of dens anywhere in my wild area. I had nothing. So I had no choice. I had to throw in wishing stars and things like that while I was playing the game. And for a long time, I was trying to figure out why I wasn't getting into any games. Nobody was joining my games. Apparently, at some point, my Switch kicked me off of the online. Mm. I'm not sure when, but it just does that sometimes. It did it to me a few times where it would just kick me out for no reason. I wouldn't get any notice or anything. So I would keep trying to host these games and nothing would happen. And so I was just having a lot of issues with the the online system. And now I'm at the point where I'm kind of depending on that because in order for me to continue the story, I really need to practice and build my team. Mm-hmm. I have a team of EVs now. <laughs> I have four. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I'm trying to level those guys as much as possible. And it's just right now it's impossible with the raids and how it's not really working.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, and, and like you said, so you've been playing – sword I'm playing shield we mm-hmm. both are i think in the same part we have not finished the story so we will be discussing the story in a yeah. in maybe a later uh podcast but we're not there yet we're at the, we're very close so far mm-hmm. i i I'm excited to see where it unfolds I think we're really gonna ramp up in the story part of it and I'm excited to kind of finish that out but I'm not going to discuss it too much until I'm I'm done with it. I want to I want to get through all of the story. Well, but, I, I
0: can say up until now, and I don't know if you've felt this way, but throughout battling at the gyms, the story development seems very slow.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I, I would say that. All right. Um, but that's as definitely, much as I
0: really safer for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm saying I think it's going to really ramp up in mm-hmm. the end here because up until this point, it's been mostly us getting little bits and pieces of a story on our way to the next gym to get the gym badges. But I think once we get all of that, that's when we kind of finish and wrap up the story. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But as far as the game, I'm, I'm still really enjoying it. I'm grinding a lot right now. And over the last week, because I was sick, I haven't really put in as much time as I normally had been putting in, but I'm excited to jump back into it. It's just tough because I'm, I'm grinding and I'm trying to raise up Pokemon. But the raid battles were one of the best ways of doing that. And now they're kind of pointless because I'm not catching Pokemon. I'm not able to finish the raid. So I don't really know. I'm going to try to see if the online gets better or maybe jumping into somebody else's raid and see if I can do it that way. Because it's not even so much that i'm trying to capture the pokemon that i'm in the raid with it's just i'm trying to get the candies because i, yeah. I find like those help so much with using and leveling so mm-hmm. i don't know we'll we'll see what happens i may even just collect my best team and go for it and see you know if i can if i can finish the game that way um but yeah I'm i'm enjoying it and i'm very very close i just need to just go for it and finish it up and then get into that end game stuff where, you know, you try to create the best, best team afterwards. So we'll see what happens. I I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I, I think I overdid it. So after Thanksgiving, I, I played it for probably two days straight and mm. then hitting that wall with the raids. I just got really frustrated and, and kind of, you know, knocked me down a little bit. Cause I was on a high of just like getting things and catching Pokemon and getting my EVs and all the evolutions and and then I hit that and I was just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So Well, I
1: mean, maybe just jump back in.
0: Yeah, I, I need to. It's just this week I took a step back from it just a little bit, but I, I'm definitely going to go back in. It's not one of those things where I'm never going to play it again. No. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now.
1: <laughs> Great. Well, I think that wraps up the episode for us. Yep. Excellent. So. Like every week, we always love hearing from our listeners and having conversations. We're constantly having chit-chat back and forth over on Discord. So if you'd like to join us there, please feel free. There's a link on our website. And while you're on our website, feel free to shoot us an email. You can go to nintendodispatch.com and do both of those. If you are not a email or Discord person, but you love Twitter, you can feel free to follow us at Um, at dispatch podcast on twitter and we are always always excited to kind of hear some feedback from our fans have conversations with our listeners and look forward to any of that we had a wonderful week Mm -hmm. and we will be back next week this has been your nintendo dispatch